Welcome to the TaxSell Podcast, where TaxSell investing is made easy. I'm Casey Demon, a TaxSell expert, trainer, and author of the TaxSell Playbook, founder of the TaxSell Academy, and your host right here on the TaxSell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And as always, at the conclusion of this podcast, if you're looking to learn more about investing in tax defaulted real estate, head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com. That's TaxSellAcademy.com. Today we'll be discussing perhaps one of the most important topics to you, money. You've researched the list, you drove by the properties, you determined what you're going to buy, and you're ready to go to the auction. But when you win your first property, just how exactly are you going to pay for that property? That's a pretty important question, right? Well, in today's podcast episode, we're going to be discussing funding your tax sale investment. And we're going to provide five different ways to pay for these properties. So let's go and get started. The first method we're going to be discussing is the most obvious and the easiest. It's cash. Cold, hard cash. It really doesn't get a whole lot easier than paying with cash. Now, some options are going to accept cash. You just give them a bunch of Benjamins and they'll give you a piece of property. Some will accept a personal check or a business check. Others might require certified funds or money orders, and others might even require wire transfers. But at the end of the day, it's all going to be cash to you. The first funding option is cash, and that's very, very simple. The next funding method we'll be discussing are credit cards. That's right. You can use your friends over at Visa and MasterCard to help fund your real estate purchase. And there are two different ways you can do this using credit cards. The first is that some auctions are kind of like a grocery store. You simply win the piece of property at the auction or you choose the property if it's OTC. And from there, you hand them over Mr. Visa or Mr. MasterCard. They simply slide it and you walk out owning that property. It's a very, very simple process. Now I should note, that some auction companies and or county offices will charge a service fee in order to accept that credit card payment. What happens is that they are charged a fee by their payment processing company. Their credit card processing company charges them a fee and they pass this on to you as the consumer. It could be two cent, three cent, or four percent, right around there somewhere. Now, the second way to use a credit card is by taking advantage of their cash advantage privileges that you might have that came along when you got that credit card. If your card offers a credit card cash advance, you can either receive cash directly from an ATM machine, or you might even have those rip-off checks that they sent with your bank statements, and you can simply write a check to yourself. Now, this money will come off the available credit that you have on that particular credit card. And it's essentially like you're paying with cash at that point because all you're doing is transfer it from that credit card advance into your account. And it's just like you have cash. Now, when I talk about credit cards, I really also need to suggest that you have an exit plan strongly in place that's going to allow you to resell that property very, very quickly especially if you're operating on low margins. Credit card interest rates can kill your investment if you plan on holding something into the long term. It's also important to note that the cash advances that I was discussing usually will have a higher interest rate than just a standard credit card purchase. So keep that in mind. It's also worth noting, I guess, that if you do plan on using your card over and over and over to purchase real estate, which is going to be a fairly sizable transaction most of the time, it might not be a bad idea to get some sort of card that has rewards that you can either get cash back or have some sort of rewards that you'll be able to take advantage of. Now, the third type of funding is through a partner of some sort. This could be a friend, a family member, an acquaintance, 
or whomever else that you decide to partner with. I usually see partnerships where arranged where one person, such as you, will have all the knowledge, provides all the effort, and all the legwork to buy the properties, while another person will put up the capital to fund those purchases, or at least they'll put up a portion of that capital. This can be very, very beneficial and a win-win for both parties. Now, when it comes to partnerships, here's a couple of tips. Number one, make sure that everything is in writing. And it doesn't matter who you're partnering with. It doesn't matter if you're partnering with your mom, your dad, your grandmother, your sister, brother, your pastor, whoever it is. Just put everything in writing. Not only will this protect both parties from like ill will if somebody decides to just kind of go rogue and take the money or whatever, but more often than not, what I see are just misunderstandings. For example, maybe you thought you told them that you're going to get 50% of all the profits and they heard 15%. It sounds a little bit silly, I know, but oversights and misunderstandings like this happen frequently and it can really divide a family or a friendship. So make sure everything is in writing. And the second tip when it comes to partnerships is doing what you say you're going to do. Be a responsible partner. Give them status updates. Invest wisely. Do thorough research. Treat it like it's your own money. You know, that kind of stuff. Partnerships can really be a great way to get your business off the ground. Just find like-minded people that you get along with and that you can work something out with. The fourth way you can fund your tax sale purchases is through your retirement account. There are lots of ways to do this, and this topic is actually much too complex for this particular podcast, but what you can you do is use your retirement account to fund your tax sale investments, and this is very, very common amongst many successful investors. Maybe you have a 401k already set up or some other type of retirement account. What you do is you transfer those funds into what is known as a self-directed IRA, where you control the investments, and you can use those funds to invest in tax sale properties. Now, this is a strategy to build up your retirement nest egg. In short, your IRA will buy the tax defaulted properties. Not you, but your IRA that you control will actually buy the properties. And when you sell those properties, the funds from those transactions will be transferred directly back into your IRA. So the money comes out of your IRA, then it has to go back into your IRA. The best part is that you won't pay capital gains taxes on your gains since they're going back into your retirement account. It's an awesome way to get started, to save taxes, and to save for your future all at the same time. And the fifth way to fund your transaction is through a loan of some sort. And I use the term loan very generically. Maybe you have a rich uncle, a rich parent, or a friend, or whoever that you can borrow money from instead of partnering with. Perhaps they'll just loan you the money at 5 or 10%, and it's more beneficial just to borrow the money instead of actually partnering with them. Or is there anywhere else you can get a loan from? Perhaps you have good credit and income, and you can go to the bank and just get a signature loan. Go ahead and go for it. Maybe you have equity built up in your home, and you can do a HELOC or a refi of some sort. There are all sorts of places that you can get loans nowadays. Just put forth some effort, and I'm sure you'll find one that works great for you. Guys, with all these options that we've given, it's important to make sure that the money is used responsibly. You never want to borrow money and not use it responsibly. If you can't use it responsibly, then don't borrow the money at all. You must invest it into tax sale properties that are going to be guaranteed winners. Then double or triple that money and do it over and over and over again, time after time, without pulling out the profits until it's absolutely necessary to survive. Continue to reinvest the capital and those profits as you grow your business. Now, beyond these five options, there are countless other ways to fund your tax sale investments. It's important to be creative and think outside the box. Regardless of what your bank account says right now, there is a way to fund your tax sale investments if you are creative enough. 
That's it for today's podcast, guys. If you'd like more information on investing in tax defaulted real estate, including trainings on the different types of funding options, be sure to visit us at taxallacademy.com. That's taxallacademy.com. Before I sign off, guys, I'd like to ask a quick favor. We provide lots and lots of completely free trainings to help you get started on your way to tax sell success. And all that we ask in return is that you'll go ahead and give us a positive feedback or click that like button and let us know that you're enjoying this content and that you're finding it useful. Take care, guys, and make it a successful day.